I am an absolute sucker for a Cameroon rapper. I adore a Cameroon rapper. Uh, the Fuente, the A58, Rocky Patel, the 2003 vintage. In my humidor, without question, I am a sucker for the Cameroon rapper. When we were at the PCA, the Premium Cigar Association show in Vegas, and there was Aladino Cigars from JRE, and that Cameroon, what they call the Elegante, which is, uh, is it, what would you call that? It's a, it's a Lonsdale. It's a, what, what do they call that fancy cigar, the long one? A Lonsdale. <laughs> Good work, Fingers Malloy. I was like this. This is in my humidor. It's eat, drink, smoke, where we eat the fine food, drink the fine bourbon, and smoke the fine cigars. I'm Tony Katz, and that right there is America's favorite amateur drinker, Fingers Malloy, and we are smoking the Aladino Cameroon right here. Uh, I am a gigantic fan. I've had some other Aladino cigars, their vintage selection uh, as, as well. I'm smoking the Robusto, so it's a 50 by 5, so it's 5 inches long. Tee! Always makes Ringer's Malloy laugh. And the ring gauge is a 50, right? That's the diameter of the cigar, basically how thick it is around. <laughs> now, Fingers, right there, is smoking what they call the Elegante. It's a Lancero, is the way to think of it. A Lonsdale is actually a bigger ring gauge. This is a 38 by 7, so it's 7 inches long. <laughs> <laughs> and the ring gauge is a 38, so how thick it is around. <laughs> So it's, it's, it's a much thinner cigar. Now, people look at those Lanceros. They look at those kinds of cigars and say, it's too dainty. It's too small. But flavor is in the wrapper. And because of that, you're getting a lot of flavor. This is also made with their Corojo and the binder and the filler. Aladino is part of JRE. And JRE, Julio Eroa uh, and, and his son, Justo Eroa, who, who we actually spoke to at the PCA. I'll share with you that interview uh, coming up in just a little bit. Uh, they grow this Corojo. Now, Corojo, it's not easy. Susceptible to disease. It's it's this delicate kind of tobacco. But they are one of the two places that grow it in Honduras. They actually grow it in places in Kentucky. It's not easy to do. So people really do, when they have the opportunity to find that, that Corojo. So usually you hear it as a Corojo wrapper. But when they can do that, they do it. This is a great combination. We have just lit this up. You're doing that Lancero, what they call the Elegante Fingers Malloy. Where are you at? Well, first of all, I, I thought I lost this cigar. We got this in, in Las Vegas, uh, one of the, I don't know, 150. We brought right. it back. That's and, no joke. We came back with about 130, 150 cigars. And I remember you smoking this in Vegas, and I remembered that I had one, um, and I couldn't find it anywhere in, until today. And I was like a kid in a candy score, store. It was like... Uh, Christmas Day, and I went down to get my presents because I remember how much you enjoyed this cigar. Uh, l listen, it's, it's creamy at the beginning. You know, we're only in the first third. There's a little bit of spice and sweetness. Um, it's, it's very good so far. First, let's talk about what this looks like. So the Cameron wrapper on this one is much more pale than you would be prepared for. It is a pale, pale brown, but it feels very, very good, and the feel of it in terms of feel, the weight, the balance, right? Uh, I could use a touch more heft, but it feels quite all right. It's a Robusto, so it's only five inches long, so it's not going to have that much heft to it. It's got that little bit of suede. You might want to think of that as a little bit oily. I think of it as a little bit of suede, so it feels just, just fantastic. It's got a great, great tobacco flavor when you light it up. 
and a little bit of that wood note, a little bit of that cedar note playing it out there. The guys over there at Cigar Coop, which is one of the great websites if you want to get totally wonky on cigars, cigar-coop, C-O-O-P, cigar-coop.com. They see it as a little bit of apple and a little bit of baking spice. I'm not there yet, but that could all be about what I ate today. So when you pull out your notebook as you're reviewing your cigar, what did you eat? What did you drink? You got, what's, the, what's the weather like? We got some humidity here in Indianapolis, Indiana, where we record. right? All those things matter. But man, that little bit of wood is working with that tobacco, with that Cameroon flavoring that, for me, which is a, a sweetness that I just I cannot get enough of. Off the light, absolutely positively perfect. Well, it's probably not fair for me to ask you this question, but I will anyway because I remember you enjoying this cigar so much in Las Vegas. How does that cigar compare to this Lancero? Well, um, no, no. So, so I, I think what would be interesting if, if I was doing one after another is I don't know if we're going to get that much of a difference in what we're experiencing. I think because the Corojo is in the binder and the filler, I'm going to get more of those flavors kind of reaching out. And that could be an example of getting a little more feeling that tobacco in a little more of a, of a, of a present way. But you'll never hear me complain about getting the Cameroon and what the flavors that that offers uh, at the first. So you're going to get a little more of that. You probably have a little more of a, a little less of the, the tobacco hit uh, right there. That would be my take in terms of uh, the 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 difference, but really, I think in in terms of the sizes that we're doing, I think that would be slight. I think that would be a very very slight difference in what it is you're experiencing. Okay, that makes sense because we've talked about it on several occasions how we don't under you know you and I both we don't understand why people kind of turn away from the Lancero, especially if it's a wrapper that you really enjoy because you're getting so much of the flavor from the wrapper especially on the Lancero. Now, some of it is about how it feels, right? I don't do uh, ring gauges that are too big because the mouthfeel, it's just wholly uncomfortable. Some people, bigger guys, let's say, it's it, it, it's too dainty. It's uncomfortable well, in the hand. You're 6'3 with a mohawk, 6'9. Yes, yes. You're Fletch. Yeah, uh, two, 220. Right? 225. Wait, let's, go, we, let's, let's go with that. Are we still going higher? What are we doing? <laughs> uh, does, it look, does it look small? No, 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 no. I would never tell you it looks small in your hand. <laughs> that is maybe the most risque we've ever done on the mm-hmm. show. I feel good about mm-hmm. it. Look, I'm I'm not that guy. I'll smoke a Lancero any time someone offers it to me. I really do like that Vitola. Vitola meaning uh, the, the shape, the size of the cigar. I find it great. It's Robustos that I don't smoke much of because five inches is not where I'm at. I want to have more time to enjoy it. It comes as a Super Toro, which is a 6x52. Probably more of where I would go. It also comes as a Lonsdale, which is 6x43. So that's just a little bit bigger in that ring gauge where a little more my uh, a nice comfort level. But I think if I had my druthers, if I had my choice of a um, the, what they call the Elegante, the Lancero, over the Robusto, I would do the Lancero. Okay, so I have to ask... Yes. How much are we looking at it? How much am I going to pay for, for one of these sticks? Eight to nine dollars. Oh, stop it. Eight to nine dollars. Stop it. This is something you have a box of that you gladly give out to friends and not even think twice. And what they're doing at JRE, it's a whole family enterprise. The man's got three daughters. They're going to be taking over uh, the place <laughs> when, when the time comes. We actually talked about that. 
Now, this is, you may have heard me say the name of Eroa. So you know Eroa because they do a, a lot of work. We've smoked their cigars before, but that's Christian Eroa. So it's part of the same family, just different, different brothers who, who do the thing. I'm a big, big fan. This, the Aladino, A-L-A-D-I-N-O. This is the Cameroon right here from JRE. Absolutely worth your time and worth your money. I want to share with you my conversation, what it's like to run the factories during COVID and how you kind of differentiate yourself in the market. Keep it right here. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. Follow the Eat, Drink, Smoke show on your favorite podcast platform, including Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and iHeartRadio. So while we were at the PCA, the Premium Cigar Association show, I had the chance to speak to Justo Aroa. Now, I got to admit, my pronunciation is terrible. I think it's Justo. It might have been Justo. But in either case, what they're doing at JRE is kind of special. They're fun people, great family, and a great history in cigars. So I had the chance to sit down with him. By the way, Tony Katz, Fingers Malloy, Eat, Drink, Smoke, glad you're here. Sat down with the man who runs JRE Cigars about the Aladino line and what it takes to make cigars in today's world. How tough have things been in COVID when so many of those factories have been forced to close? Whether you're talking about the factories in Honduras, you're talking about factories in Nicaragua or in the Dominican, uh, we are hearing so much about those, those backlog kind of issues, but they also have a real world uh, effect on the people who have not been able to go to work for months over a year now. Well, you know, in, in, in the cases of the, the, the countries that you mentioned, I think with probably the exception of Dominican Republic, uh, they probably had a, a, a government program assistance for people that didn't, that didn't go to work. But in, in many countries like uh, Honduras and Nicaragua, you don't have that. Fortunately, we were able to work uh, doing that, but because we, for so many years, have had a lot of uh, uh, conditions that allowed us to have uh, sanitary with their crop sciences, uh, best practices, and we had uh, fairly uh, fairly large infrastructure so we can separate our rollers and, and, and that. So we were able to continue. We were actually one of the uh, only companies that you know was able to work full, full capacity because we had all everything, and we were used as an example of how to follow COVID protocols. Your daughter was explaining to me yesterday, when you take a look at the artwork that adorns all the boxes, the artwork that, that's behind us, this is, it's why you've got the years 40, 1947, 1961, this is the heyday of Cuba. This is what yeah, your that, father said, this is, this is was the, the prime of life. The golden era of, of Cuban cigars, you know, because in 61, that's when, you know, the revolution and the embargo came. So everything that would, that made cigars famous mm -hmm. in, in, in the world, it was that period of time that we encapsulate it now into the Aladino. In Aladino, we bring this as Aladdin. So when you're smoking Aladino, this is what brings you back to that golden is era. That, is that the, the translation, Aladdin? Aladdin, yes, yeah. So this is I when I not you, put that together. So, I, so there Shame you go. So that's not a problem, it happens. So basically, this Later is what- Later we'll have a test on Yiddish. We'll see how well you do. Yeah. <laughs> So, but this is English and Spanish, so you, you should be good. You're, I'm, I don't speak Yiddish. <laughs> so, so keep going. Don't let me interrupt. So basically, this is like getting into the magic carpet and bringing you back to you know what a real Cubanistic 
taste of cigar it is. But it, no, the one we're smoking is the Cameroon. I am a sucker for the Cameroon. I enjoy a Cameroon wrapper, and I'm doing what you refer to as the Elegante. Right, or Which is a, a Lancero. Lancero, yeah. Right, you're you're doing a, a Toro. No, right I'm doing there. a Robusto. A Robusto. A Robusto. So, I would not, I would not, not being an expert in the history, have associated Cameroon with Cuba. Well, it's but, but we're talking about Cuban cigars. Hey, Tom, how's it going? So, uh, what's, what's people just walking right well, into interviews? Cameroon, the, the most popular man I've ever seen. No, no, nah, come on, not even close. <laughs> but anyways, what, what happens is we're we consider ourselves the professional growers in the industry. And we basically were able to have kind of locked down the growing uh, Corojo in, 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 a, in, a, in a perfect way. And we have established ourselves of growing the, the original uh, Corojo. We also grow uh, uh, Habano. Uh, and back in the 80s and 90s, we were the largest grower that's in the world of, uh, of Candela wrapper. Mm. And uh, and we decided to specialize in, in Cameroon, you know, is and and in our Cameroon, we've been working it for the last five years, and I think we got it down to perfection, and it, and it's doing fantastic. So it's it's something that we're really proud of, and we now as we dominate in Corojo, we want to dominate in Cameroon. I want to get into some some other conversations with you, but when you talk about perfecting it, five years to perfect it, that is. That is a stunning amount of time to spend on something for you. What does it mean to perfect this? Uh, well, you know, learning what the, the right uh, density per acre of that, what, you know, how to, when, when do we need to prime it, uh, you know, how the, the, the tobacco uh, goes through the, pro, the process of, uh, of aging, you know, harvesting. So, because, you know, it, it, is, it, it is a different variety that we, that we grow. So we had to, you know, first start with two acres, then five acres, then 15. Last year we did over 50 acres. So, you know, we, you know, slowly learning. So it takes us, you know, after we plant about 18 to 24 months to, to get a crop. So we started, you know, way, way back ago, back in 2015, growing small experiments. And now we're at 221, so it's actually five to six years. Talk to me about where JRE is going. Where, where? What is it that you would like to see for the company? What is it you'd like to see for the family? Well, we're still very young. This is actually our fifth year. So if you look at it, this is actually our fifth show. Uh, and, and actually our fourth year with Aladino out. Mm -hmm. And Aladino basically, uh, fortunately, has been, uh, we're very grateful that it's had a lot of uh, acceptance and, and consumers like it. And, and slowly we're growing very organically. Uh, we, we focus on brick and mortar. Uh, we team up with brick and mortar, and, uh, and 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 it's been a very successful strategy because you know the guys that go into the store, this is where they get to try it, and, and if they need to buy it, they got to go to the brick and mortar store. So it's it, it's kind of a, uh, it's expanding by 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 organically consumers recommending the cigar to somebody else. I love that you focus on brick and mortar. I've got nothing against the online guys, but. Those mom and pop shops are where we live and breathe. That's where and, we do our shows, and that's and that's what I focus in. And like I said, I'm a, I'm a, I'm I'm a mom and pop shop also, so I need to focus on them, and I want to team up with them the best way I can. You've got a series of cigars in, in the in the Aladino line. Are are the ones uh, that we're that we're seeing out there? Is is this it? Is this what we're going to focus on and, and build on, or is there an expansion coming? Well, uh, 
if you look at the way I have come out and rolled out our product in, in, in 2015, we only grew, rolled out the, 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 the regular Corojo, right. okay? And then the following year, we rolled out uh, the, the, the Maduro box pressed. Then after that, I rolled out uh, the Connecticut. And then I'm rolling out the, the, the Cameroon. And this year, I'm all rolling out the, the Habano. So now I have something for every consumer that they have there. And we also have the Reserva, that is a product that is our, probably our, the one that is most limited, but it's our boldest and, 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 and smoothest cigar, which is, is, is phenomenal. People like the Reserva. They only, that's only, the once a year one? No, 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 no. That's yeah. that number four. But oh, okay. within, the, within the Reserva line, we have now four SKUs. The number four that only comes out once a year, which is a Corona size. Okay. It needs to be pre-ordered. So people pre-order that, and then we ship that out in November. A well, pleasure, great sir. pleasure. Thank Absolutely. you so much for stopping by, and really we're glad to be here. Oh, thank you so much. Eat, drink, smoke. It is your cigar, bourbon, foodie, radio extravaganza. I'm Tony Katz. That right there, America's favorite amateur drinker, Fingers Malloy. Get yourself to Instagram, Eat, Drink, Smoke Podcast, and follow along. Eat, Drink, Smoke Podcast on Instagram. That's where you get the real cigar reviews, a lot of great content, having a ball over there, and growing the community. Eat, Drink, Smoke Podcast on Instagram. Start following, start liking, and if you do, you will get taller. Is that true? That is science. That is Dr. Fauci approved. Is that true? I don't... Who knows anymore? <laughs> smoking the Aladino Cameroon, I am smoking the Robusto, Fingers Malloy, what they call the Elegante, let's call it a Lancero, a 38 by 7 I'm smoking the 5 by 50 Still really into the first third of this cigar. I get a lot of that wood, a touch of spice. It's a glorious tobacco, and as I said, absolute sucker fiend for a Cameroon wrapper. Can't enjoy it enough. Yeah, this is very pleasant. Uh, you know, the baking spice is there. There's a creaminess that I'm getting from this stick. Uh, you know, wood notes, but also, you know, I know some people get scared off by a Lancero. I had a Lancero the other night that did not have the best draw in the world. This right. has been a very easy draw. Uh, it, it's, it's a fine smoke. Yeah, we've been at this for a bit, and we have not touched up in the slightest. Always a good thing when you don't have to touch up your cigar. The it is so annoying to have to work your cigar and work your cigar and work your cigar. And when we talk about draw, that's how you're 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 bringing it in to toast the palate. Remember, you're not inhaling, you're not going into the lungs, you're toasting the palate. And when you engage things like, for example, retrohale, it's about how you can bring it through the sinuses. And your nose, of course, has many more nerve endings. You get different flavors and flavor profiles uh, like that. But the draw here is just perfect. It's it's not too much. It's just right on a very solid construction from JRE, who makes a cigar, the Aladino Cameroon. And it's time, Fingers Malloy, for News of the Week. Well, Tony, you know, I pride myself uh, as being the happy hour anchorman. You are. And uh, Wait for those t-shirts. They'll be coming out soon <laughs> enough. <laughs> and uh, from time to time, we like to revisit stories that we talked about in previous weeks. And uh, a couple of weeks ago, we talked about uh, what was going on in Louisville. There was a doctor who wrote an op-ed uh, in the uh, Louisville uh, Courier Journal about uh, they, they have a smoke-free ordinance in bars and restaurants, and uh, there was a movement in Louisville to uh, be able to open up cigar lounges. And uh, this doctor, of course, was uh, uh, this particular doctor was against it, saying you know it would it would weaken the 
the smoke-free ordinance and, you know, all the same arguments we've heard in the past about cigars and much of it seemed like it was just lumping it with uh, the same, under the same umbrella as cigarettes and vaping. Uh, well, the issue uh, was uh, produced uh, in front of the city council, the Metro Council there in Louisville, and it was, and? Vote, it was voted down. So there will be no cigar lounges anytime soon in the city of Louisville. It's, it's, it's just nonsensical. Adults doing adult things. What's the issue? Did they get into what their real objection was outside of not understanding whose cigars are sold to? Again, or to whom cigars are sold? Again, it was putting public uh, health and health care cost savings in jeopardy, according to the people who voted no. And the mayor was also wait, wait, for voting say no. Say that again? Putting health protections and health care cost savings in jeopardy. It would severely weaken Louisville's smoke-free ordinance, putting health protections and health care cost savings in jeopardy. I don't know what to do with that information. I have no idea what that's supposed to mean, except to say that the people who smoke cigars don't have a big lobby in Kentucky, because you're never going to hear that conversation about bourbon. Yeah. You're right. You're it's absolutely right. It, it, it's maddening. Uh, they're saying that it would change community norms around smoking. It no, could it prompt a costly lawsuit as it threatens equal protection for all workers. It'll change community norms in downtown Louisville? <laughs> Wait, stop. Louisville's a good party. You can have a great time in Louisville. That's how it's going to change community norms? Because you're allowed to smoke in just these certain places. What's frustrating to me, look. They, they chased cigar smokers out of bars. They chased them out of casinos for the most part. Uh, and now you have individuals who want to open up a lounge for cigar smokers, and you have the city saying, well, we don't want you to do that either. It's very, very frustrating. It's a, I feel for these people the opportunity to grow a business, the opportunity to do something that people are interested in, and the opportunity to build community that that this is, oh, what an absolute waste. Oh, shame on you, Louisville. Shame on you. You know what we're going to have to do? We're going to have to go down there and provide cigars for the people. We're just going to have to do it black market style <laughs> and, you know, just hand them out. Can you, can you smoke a cigar walking down the street? Because there is nothing greater than being on the streets of New York and smoking a cigar, which I have done. You can still do that? I do it all the time. And I get people who are like, good on you, man. <laughs> I went walking through the streets of Chicago, smoking a cigar. Last time I was in Chicago, uh, having a cigar. And the guy behind me, it was a guy and, 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 and two women. And one of the women was like, please don't turn. That smells great. Ended up in a conversation with the guy. He smokes. They're on vacation. I think they were from Kansas City. Gave him a cigar. Because that's what you do. And he was like, oh. Oh, he was just <laughs> overjoyed. But when I walk through the streets of New York smoking a cigar, I don't walk through Central Park doing it. I'm talking about walking on the streets. Or sometimes, like, if you're if you're near, like, 34th, where, where Macy's is, uh, you, they've got these outdoor areas. And I sit in those outdoor areas in one of the chairs. They've got these benches. And I smoke a cigar. No one bothers me at all. A couple people who walk by are like, good on you. And that's it. That, that is it. I, well, I have had similar experiences in casinos in Las Vegas where I, I <laughs> sat down at a bank of poker machines and then I found myself all of a sudden alone at a bank of poker machines. Some people, they don't like it. They don't want to be around it. Others, 
would walk by, look at me with that cigar, give me the nod. Right? Hey. Most pe- <laughs> Very often people playing video poker just love the smell of Parliament. <laughs> That's really what they're about. Shame on, shame on Louisville. Shame on Louisville. Next. Oh, well, Tony. What? Let's talk about Krispy Kremes. The donut? The donut. Is the sign saying hot? Because we can leave right now. Hot donuts? Hot donuts at the Krispy Kreme. That's a, that's a bit of an experience right there. Well, there's a sign next to them saying prices are going up. It's a sign right there next to the hot donuts. Uh, Krispy Kremes is raising prices in September because of inflation, uh, the, because of higher costs for key commodities such as edible oils, not essential oils, Tony. Not essential oils. It's completely different. Edible oils and sugar. So not to get political, but just to discuss some straight up economics. So a lot of wages have gone up and people are dealing with labor shortages and paying more. The inflation conversation, what has happened in terms of the price increases has eaten up in its entirety the wage increases. So people who are getting paid more feel no net benefit from it because they're paying more for all of the goods. Dunkin' Donuts raised their prices. A series of, of fast food and quick serve places raised their prices. This is, in, 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 this is just, again, economics. This is what inflation does. Inflation is what happens when you've got a flood of cash, but you don't have enough things to buy, and a supply and demand conversation comes into play. So all of that, look at us, we're paying more, and, and, and some virtue signaling in there and everything else, gone. That's, that is as hard-edged reality. You just got paid more, and now you can't buy more with it. That's got to explain to you that, that the, 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 the value of the dollar matters in what you can get for it, which is why we talk about what's going on with cigars and cigar taxes. Because if the FDA is able to move regulation and Congress is able to move regulation about taxing tobacco per pound... Never mind the cost of cigars. Best of luck finding a cigar if that happens. It's the same conversation. It is. And quickly, in good donut news, McDonald's will be adding a new sweet glazed donut starting September 1st to their menu, and it actually will tear apart. It's like little donut pods that are stuck together. Are they together making one it in giant... the same fryer as the fries? We can only hope. <laughs> that would be disgusting, right? Or do you think it's even fried, or is it coming out of a microwave? We can only hope. How many are you going to eat at one time? Oh, a baker's dozen. We can only hope. Smoking the Aladino Cameroon and find us on Instagram. Eat, drink, smoke podcast on Instagram. Go now. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. Remember, you can find our reviews on cigars, bourbon, and food over at our website, eatdrinksmokeshow.com. Amazon is getting into the retail business, and people are kind of freaked out about it, but there's no question in my mind that this is a play to make sure they can get you your item in 30 minutes or less. It's the Domino's Maneuver. It's Eat, Drink, Smoke. I'm Tony Katz. That right there is Fingers Malloy. Eat, Drink, Smoke podcast on Instagram. The cigar reviews, a lot of great stuff happening. Make sure you're following and liking Eat, Drink, Smoke podcast on Instagram and find everything at eatdrinksmokeshow.com. Amazon is planning to open department stores, and they argue at CNBC that it's the latest experiment in physical retail. Allow me to share my thoughts. I believe what they are doing is finding their way into very cheap real estate 
considering the department stores that have gone out and malls are less popular than ever. I don't know where you go on a date anymore if you're 15. Neither here nor there. Or you do it all online? You, the whole date is via Snapchat? Yeah, you stay at home. Your date stays at home, you stay at home, and you, you talk over That's Snapchat or Facebook's messenger. It, it can't work out well like that. How do you get to second base? <laughs> How old are you that you're still using the expression second base? <laughs> I believe the plan is to utilize these spaces as fulfillment centers. They are basically utilizing, grabbing up very inexpensive warehouse space they will get some foot traffic and be able to cover some basics, but they utilize it to be able to get you the product faster and quicker than ever before. Absolutely, positively the right thing to do. I think so too, but what's interesting is you go f- from basically an online retailer that went around destroying much of brick and mortar, and now you're going to turn around and open up brick and mortar stores. The question is, will they... How? How will they pull this off? Will they do it on the cheap? Will they find old stores, old chains that close? There are plenty of vacant Kmarts around the country, Tony, that they could swoop in and buy. Or will they go ahead and just buy cheap property and build a building? like they, They're not going to be big stores. They're saying that they're going to be similar to like a, uh, a Kohl's in size or a TJ Maxx. It's not going to be a, you know, like a super Walmart size store. So that you bring up Kohl's matters because Kohl's has been a return center for Amazon. And people have things they want to return. So now you can return it directly to Amazon. And while you're there, you can pick up that toaster, those batteries, and an inflatable for your kids. Little story. Yeah, yeah, because I don't want to say that the Kohl's does this all the time, but the last time I returned a uh, a package to Amazon. I went to Kohl's and they gave me some Kohl's cash. So it's really smart. They get you in the door. They give you five dollars in Kohl's cash, and they're like, "Oh, you want? You know, we'll package this up for you. And send it back to Amazon. Why don't you shop a little bit?" Okay, they're not wrong. They they are not wrong. I always thought Amazon was going to buy Kohl's. I thought that's how it was going to go. This is. I think this is a smart maneuver, and I think that it's about being able to. Keep people within their ecosystem, not lose people who may be unsatisfied with something they bought and doesn't fit or wasn't wasn't right for them, and give them a chance to buy again, and it's fulfillment. Well, there are also people who just don't like shopping online. There are certain things I don't like shopping for online. I'm a big guy. I don't like shopping for clothes online. It's one of the few things I won't buy from Amazon, but if I could see something that's priced uh, in a way that makes it affordable for me, and there's a, an Amazon store down the road where it may be stocked, it's, it's a great move. I would go there. There is a man by the name of Nathan Perdue, and he's from right here in our beloved Indiana, Carmel, Indiana, just literally a stone's throw from where we record at Blend Bar Cigar in Indianapolis, blendbarcigar.com. His young son has cystic fibrosis. He is a bourbon collector, an avid bourbon collector, and he has a collection of Pappy Van Winkle bourbon valued at more than $18,000, and he is auctioning it off. So that's what, like three bottles? Uh, <laughs> um, so it is actually five bottles okay. of limited Holy edition cow. Pappy Van Winkle. They've got a bunch of things that they're doing. He approached the Kentucky Derby Museum to raffle this off, to raise money for the Cystic Fibrosis Foundation. A hundred dollars each are the tickets. Only 4,000 of them will be sold. You can find the story on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash 
eat, drink, smoke right there. Uh, so I'm looking at the bottles. I wonder if, if I've got it here. I could. I see the bottles. A 2015 Pappy Van Winkle Family Reserve 23. A 2011 Pappy Family Reserve 20 year. A 2017 Family Reserve 15 year. A 2011 Van Winkle Special Reserve Lot B 12 year. And a 2020 Old Rip Van Winkle 10 year. So uh, in addition uh, to that, you get a VIP tour of the Churchill Downs and for you and up to three guests, and you get a one-night hotel stay at a suite at the Hotel Distill in downtown Louisville. Bring your own cigars because there are no cigar lounges there. They actually have to be picked up. The bottles have to be picked up at the museum. Registration ends September 23rd. So you can go to derbymuseum.org, derbymuseum.org. Dot org and be a part of this. We're actually going to get Nathan on uh, the show and, and talk uh, uh, about this. Look, you can you can you can drink stuff or you can do good stuff with the stuff. That's it. Now, Pappy is just one of these things that has captured the imagination, and it they it's it's got a rarity. Certainly is is a good juice. I'm not going to say no to that. Is a five bottle collection really worth eighteen thousand dollars? Well. It's worth what people will pay for it. And what we have seen, I, I have been an auctioneer for these kinds of auctions. We've seen people engage in this fingers. Yeah, people will pay a lot of money for this. Okay. They will pay big. And my question, I've posed it to you on several occasions. I drink it. You drink it. All five bottles. You'd open up. Would you, would you, would you, would you save a couple, uh, you know, maybe 10, 15 years down the road? Or, or would you just say, I'm going to enjoy, I bought them. Maybe I'd I, save one. Yeah. Out of five, maybe I'd save one. It's not like I would pop them all at one time because I think that that's that mixes you up, messes you up, and you don't want to you don't want to do that to something like this. You want to be able to enjoy it. I'm gathering some friends and I'm opening it up and I'm sharing in it. I'm reviewing it right here on, on the show. Absolutely, I'm drinking them. I'm not saving them. To me, this is like having a conversation when you have a thirty million dollar lotto ticket. And you talk about what you would do if you won the $30 million. For me, if I won this, I would, I would open up one a year. I'd New Year's Eve, enjoy it. And then during the course of the year, special weekends or whatever, enjoy that, oh, that bottle. Work. And I then, could see that. And then the next year comes around, you open up a new bottle. That makes abs- That is so logical. You have actually spent time thinking about this. You have spent time thinking about what I'm going to do. With my lottery winnings, the question is: lottery winnings, thirty million dollars. You're you're not going back to work, right? Have you of thought course. about just to quit this to smoke cigars? Not this show. <laughs> this show is doing just fine, but it's not in the place where it's supplanted other other incomes yet. Uh, uh, my other gigs, yes, my several other gigs. Uh, they're just going to look around one day and say, "Where's Fingers? Do you remember Fingers? What happened to him? There used to be a guy." Name fingers. Um, what about you? They they won't even have to question. They'll be like, "Do you remember when Tony Katz quit and set the place on fire?" Hot damn! That was a good time. You want to go to DerbyMuseum.org and get your tickets there for the Pappy Van Winkle Bourbon Raffle, and then you want to get yourself over to My Pillow and get the Giza Dream bed sheets, fifty percent off any Giza Dream sheets. With a price as low as forty nine ninety nine, this is over at mypillow.com and use promo code Tony. 
I use the Giza Dream bed sheets. Yes, I use the towels. Yes, I use the pillow. And I sleep on the Giza Dream bed sheets. They are unbelievably comfortable. It's a region between the Sahara Desert and the Mediterranean Sea and the Nile. So it's this unbelievably soft cotton, the sateen feel, 60-day money-back guarantee, a one-year limited warranty. They are crazy comfortable. Mine are in blue, by the way. They come in a variety of colors. You get what you like, and for a limited time, you can save 50% on all Giza Dream sheets. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square, use promo code TONY. Go to MyPillow.com, use promo code TONY, and you can get the Giza Dream sheets for as low as $49.99. Discounts on the pillow topper, or the mattress topper, I should say, the MyPillow towel set, and so much more. MyPillow.com, get the Giza Dream jet, Giza Dream bed sheets. See, I can talk. MyPillow.com, promo code TONY. The more you get into smoking cigars, the more you realize there are unique ways you can pair a cigar. And now, we're bourbon people. Me, I'm more of a rye guy even than a bourbon guy. But that's where we go. And we drift into the scotches because you got to drift into the scotches. We've drifted into tequila because nothing is growing faster in the United States than tequila. But it's rum that always is unique. It's a different way to look at how to pair that cigar. And we're doing it today with the Zaya 16-year Grand Reserva rum. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke, where we eat the fine food, drink the fine bourbon, and smoke the fine cigars. I'm Tony Katz. That right there is America's favorite amateur drinker, Fingers Malloy, Zaya 16-year. Now, I got to tell you, I've never had it. This is going to be a first for me. And rum, it's it's liquor. You know it. I know it. Fermenting of, uh, and for, by fermenting, then distilling, sorry, Sugarcane molasses or sugarcane juice. That's how this is done. This comes out of Trinidad and Tobago. Uh, it's got this little bit of, of, of real darkness to it, even more so than other dark rums, but not as dark as like a, a Myers dark rum that everybody would know about. We're trying this neat and fingers, I'll tell you, on the nose, that's candy. Right there. Yeah, it is. That is luscious. You know, what's amazing, you know, we've been doing this show for three years uh, in podcast form, and we've been, what, doing the the syndicated radio show now for a little over a year. I think this is the only the second rum we've ever done. I don't know if it's two or if it's three. We did, we did the bamboo not too long ago. I think we've done another. You're right. This might be the second or third rum that we've done, but it really does have this this texture and feel to it. That works with a lot of cigars, and it works on the rocks, and it works as a slow sipper. That's the thing you have to kind of dig into. It's always been my feel that a rum just takes time to do. We just thought that with the Cameroon we're smoking, the Aladino Cameroon, that Cameroon wrapper, that that woody, that, that sweetness that comes from it, it's just a right match. And on the nose, Fingers Malloy. that's a delicious bit of vanilla and a little bit of spice. Oh, it's... It's luscious, desserty goodness. It yeah. Actually, you, it it smells thick. There's a hint, just a hint of banana, which I think we got on the uh, bamboo as Much well. Much bigger on the bamboo, yeah. Uh, but this is a lot more subtle than the, the bamboo rum when it comes to the banana. But, you know, this has not been in either one of our, our wheelhouses. No. You know, rum is not something that we always think of when we're pairing with a, a cigar, which is, you know, a lot of people who are cigar smokers are probably yelling at the radio right now, why don't you drink more rum with your cigars? It's just not something that we gravitate to. So I'm very interested 
and how this turns out. Yeah, that, is a, that is a good succulent. You know, succulent's not the right word. It's a good thick nose. It's, it's rich. It's, it's captivating. It actually does move the saliva a little bit from the nose in and of itself. And not a hint of either how you would describe it as an ethanol or There's alcohol, no alcohol smell at all. There's none. It's just a very pleasant aroma, a, a mix of the vanilla and, and the banana on on the nose. It's, it's very nice. And this is 40% alcohol by volume, so it's 80 proof. Easy, easy going. It's a blend of rums that's aged up to 16 years. Zaya, Z-A-Y-A, is how it's uh, done. It's actually produced by the people uh, over at Angostura. So you, you ready? You ready? Angostura is known for the bitters, right? That's that's how you know them. You ready? You ready for this? I've been ready for this all day. And there it is. That's also going on one of the T-shirts. <laughs> the whole fingers more like clothing wear is going to be line. Is going to be epic. Let's say let's let's do it. Fingers Malloy, we start at meat, then decide whether they're going to bring it to a cube or an ice chip. He's taking the sip. He's doing what's known as the Kentucky chew, how you move it around the mouth, kind of get those taste buds activated, really set the mouth straight. Oh wow, that is that is so pleasant. A little bit of caramel, caramel, excuse me, uh, the banana, and also a little bit of a floral note. Tony, no sting. On the tongue, uh, very pleasant on the tongue. No burn at all. And, of course, uh, no burn uh, going down into your chest. Uh, to me, this it, it's sweet. Uh, it's not something that I would necessarily uh, have more than one. This is something that I would really love to have after dinner. If you're not yeah. going to have a, you know, a big dessert, you, but you want something sweet, uh, th- this, this would really hit the spot. Right, I'm going to clear the palate here with a little water on. Oh, there he goes. That was the water that was. Oh, now here I go. Okay, he's going in. Zaya, 16 year, blended rum, dark rum. It's dark rum. It's going on the palate as we speak. He's doing the Memphis Munch. Oh, floral is absolutely correct. It is thicker on the nose than it is going down. You know, the viscosity on this in terms of how it uh, works on the glass, not actually. It, there it is. Okay, that, wow. There's a lot happening. The nose is super thick, super luscious. On the going down, it's, it's actually thin right there. I think that floral is right. There's, there's a, a, a touch of that, that, that caramel that, that you're talking about um, on, on the finish. The finish coating the, the tongue and, and, and oh, it's just, that's just a nice little sweet. It's not as complex as I thought it would be on the tongue as it is on the nose. No. It is, it is a much more luscious thing on the nose. But that's a super, super easy after-dinner drink. You better believe it. Yeah, and, uh, and it would pair well with the dessert. <laughs> to heck with it. You're going to get dessert, get this too. You know, yes. it's, 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 it's very good, and it's, it's something that... It's, we're really starting to uh, open my eyes a little bit more to things other than I'm always reaching for a bourbon. Uh, th- this rum is something that I would definitely find at a cigar lounge if it were there and, and have it. It's sweet, but it's, not o- it's in no way overwhelming. Right. Not at all. And it's not, it's not overly sweet. It's just right there. It is, it is a very simple, simple rum with nice flavor. It isn't 
it isn't playing in too many directions. This this works. This works for everybody at the at table. At the table. That's what I was going to say. You could give this to anyone that wanted to. If you're going to get someone uh, that's never had rum before uh, and may not exactly, uh, you know, just like what I said about it not being in their wheelhouse, I think you give this to them and they'd be very happy with it. I think it would pair well with a brownie. It would pair well with a cheesecake, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and and especially, Fingers Malloy, is it in your, hum- and your humidor? Is it in your, your liquor cabinet? At $35 a bottle. According to Drizzly, who should be a sponsor of this show already, $35 a bottle. Is it in your liquor cabinet? Yes. I, I believe so. I, I you know, Listen, at $35 a bottle? We've reviewed stuff at $80 a bottle that doesn't bring uh, this kind of happiness to my palate. So right? I, I think that's a good way to put it. It's just, it's just enjoyable. I don't, I don't know. No one's trying too hard here. Yeah. Right. Uh, there are rums that that are, that are deeper, uh, more luscious on, on, on the tongue, but it's just a nice flavor, a nice hit. You're like, you know what? This was a nice little refreshing change. The Zaya 16 year uh, blended dark rum. That's exactly how I describe it. This is a nice change of pace that everybody at the table be like, oh, that's good. Ooh, maybe I should try more rums. Yeah, you can keep this one in the liquor cabinet. You could, you totally could. I don't think I don't think you could go wrong. No, after dinner, and it would it would pair bur- perfectly with a, a ton of pair good with cookies. Yep, it would pair good with cookies. This is Eat Drink Smoke. Follow Eat Drink Smoke on social media on Twitter at Go Eat Drink Smoke on Facebook facebook.com slash Eat Drink Smoke and Instagram at Eat Drink Smoke Podcast. Eat, drink, smoke. It is your cigar, bourbon, foodie, radio extravaganza. I'm Tony Katz. That right there is America's favorite amateur drinker, Fingers Malloy. You can find it all at eatdrinksmokeshow.com and go to Twitter. Go Eat, Drink, Smoke on Twitter. Make sure you like it. Smoking the Aladino Cameroon. It has been tremendous. It has really given some good notes of that little bit of Cameroon, for me, sweet that I love, that cedar just has been easy no pain on the draw a great smoke i was doing the robusto the five by 50 fingers doing the lancero which they call the elegante seven by 38 and feeling a little bit sad fingers that you're near the end because it's been a very very easy smoke i need it i need a cigar holder that's what i need you need like one of the sticks that you can yeah through it? yeah i'm sad it's i mean i'm well into the final third and it has been Absolutely tremendous, and especially at that price point. My goodness, we're talking eight, nine dollars a stick. Yeah, I, I mean, it is, it is just fantastic. And the pairing with the Zaya sixteen-year dark rum. Now, did you put yours? Oh no, no, on I'm a keeping rock. mine all neat. I mean, I should move it to a cube just because for the experiment. But I just, it, it worked for me, neat. You should keep it neat. <laughs> is that right? Well, listen, uh, for me. What makes this rum is the sweetness. Uh, I'm not a big uh, floral note guy in my drinks. Uh, this really, when you put it on the rock, it's brought out the floral note. And I, it's, it's still very good, but I enjoyed it much more neat. It was sweeter. Uh, it's, uh, I would definitely recommend this neat and not... Uh, maybe a, a cool... You know, uh, a drop, a two of water, maybe, but not on a cube. You know what? I wouldn't even go that direction. I would, I, I, I would, I would, I would stick with it. Neat. I think it's a great, great after dinner drink. I think it will work well 
with dessert. Work, as we said, works well with the table. Zaya, Z-A-Y-A, their 16-year. That's, that's just a nice, nice, well-played, easy, delicious rum. But it's time, Fingers Malloy, for News of the Week. Well, once again, Tony, um, on News of the Week, being the uh, happy hour anchorman, I want to revisit a topic from a few weeks ago. Uh, as you know, out there, who, you've listened to the show. You may have caught Tony's idea of his uh, OnlyFans page that he's going to set up. Ah, so my, my I, I'm so ready. <laughs> Here is my OnlyFans page. It is me in a chair, full suit. I light a cigar. I cut the cigar. I light the cigar. I smoke the cigar till it's done. And that's my content. <laughs> I'm not talking. I'm not reviewing. I may not even look into the camera. That's right. I won't look you in the eye while I smoke. That's that's my OnlyFans page. I think I think that I will make bajillions of pennies. Bajillions of pennies. Well, I bring this up because OnlyFans is in the news, Tony. According to Bloomberg.com, OnlyFans is getting out of the pornography business. What? Starting in October, the company will prohibit creators from posting material with sexually explicit conduct on its website. Apparently, many sex workers use uh, OnlyFans to sell fans explicit content. Well, that will be a no-no starting in October. So you will have less competition on OnlyFans. Uh, you'll have your cigar content, and there will be less uh, sexually explicit conduct. Fingers, Malloy, I know a couple things about a couple things, and let me tell you what I know about this. If OnlyFans does not have the sexually explicit content, they don't have a site. Well, they're going to try to water it down, Tony. Uh, they're they're going to they're going to make the women can, go in pools. Well, you can still uh, pose nude. On OnlyFans. You just can't do some of the other stuff that was going on. That was whoa, whoa, a little bit more. What is the other stuff that's going on? Remember, it's a family show about cigars and bourbon. So please, please measure your words carefully, Fingers Malloy. I will just. Happy hour, anchor man. I will just read from the Bloomberg.com piece. So if anybody gets upset, talk to Bloomberg. They'll still be allowed to put up nude photos and videos provided their content is consistent with OnlyFans policy, the company said, which means no sexually explicit content. So tasteful nudes, Tony. Think tasteful nudes. I, I can't. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm really trying. I don't think I, don't think I can do it. Look, uh, uh, I, 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 I don't know. Okay, so they're not getting rid of the nude you can still be in various uh, places of undress. Yes. I mean, that's what OnlyFans is. I mean, it's just what it is. Uh, and look, adults doing adult things, I try not to get involved. Whether I think it's right or wrong is inconsequential to whether somebody else uh, who's a grown adult acting of their own free will wants to engage in contract and somebody wants to watch that and engage in contract. I, I, the libertarian in me, I guess, you know, living your life. So they, but is, is so you still can be undressed. Yes. But okay. Then just, OnlyFans will be fine. But you just can't of. do some things. And you know they interviewed someone by the name of Silphy. I'm sorry. Who? Silphy. Can, can you spell that? S I L. Now not P H Y. It's S I L F Y. Can you? Can you? It's not Silphy. Is it Silphy? Silphy. Silphy. Can you use it in a sentence? 
Bloomberg talked to Selfie, <laughs> a 30-year-old from Dallas. Is it supposed to be a takeoff on Selfie? Oh, maybe. Selfie? I, I don't know. Uh, apparently, uh, this person is a 30-year-old from Dallas who declined to provide her real name. She began posting on OnlyFans a few years ago and relies on the site to pay her bills. So you do have these people that have provided content for a couple of years, and I don't know their business model, if they're a lot like Facebook, where you, you, you could pay to have your content show up at the front of OnlyFans. So maybe they've invested some money. They've in, definitely invested some time, uh, and uh, they got a good camera. I'm guessing. Uh, so they've invested a, a lot, and now they're seeing this kind of ripped away from them. And I suppose, you know, they, I can understand why they're upset if they relied on this site to pay their bills. But we've seen this with other content providers, you know, whether it's uh, people who, who have YouTube channels, where one day they, they open up their YouTube channel and it's gone, you know, because uh, YouTube doesn't want them on their channel anymore. If you're going to get into the content business, you have to be prepared that one day your your platform may just say, yeah, you know, we don't want you to be a part of our platform anymore. And that, Look, that's going to happen to the cigar industry. Allow me to call my shot right now. YouTube will eventually remove all cigar content from their site. It will absolutely happen. They'll decide, oh, we, we can't be around tobacco. Again, conflating cigars and cigarettes and not understanding who the end user really is. And they will do it. They will demonetize, and then they will deplatform. Of course, it's wrong. They will do that. Now, it's, cigars aren't explicit compared to some of the things that we're talking about here with what people might be doing on OnlyFans. Um, it is interesting that other people now see how that works. But I think what OnlyFans, I, I would argue based on the article, what they're trying to do is they, they're trying to avoid future heat. Somebody said to them, hey, you know, this is a problem and they said well we like money so okay we'll put some restrictions on and people still do it because it's still you know a game people have their communities and fan bases and all that i'm assuming people will still make money somehow well i would suggest to sylphie that if she loses her only fans page she can always become a truck driver tony because there is still a huge huge need for truck drivers. Uh, According to Fox Business, uh, a 2019 report published by the American Trucking Association said that they were short roughly 61,000 drivers. And that was before the pandemic. So you can only imagine where they are now. 61,000? 61,000. And that's driving prices up uh, for uh, all consumers because it's getting more and more expensive to ship products. And that's how we do things. Things get from point A to point B by truck. There's just no question. That's how it works. Oh, my. You know, we talk about Krispy Kreme raising their prices because of inflation and, of course, issues with with getting product. Now get the product to where it needs to be. Yeah, you could see more price increases coming. Definitely could see more price increases coming. We are smoking the Aladino Cameroon from JRE Cigars, eight to nine dollars a stick, and just wonderful, a must in your humidor. And the Zaya, sixteen-year blended dark rum. That's that's a dessert. It's a dessert rum. It paired lovely with the cigar. So try rums with with your cigars. It, this was a nice mix, thirty-five dollars a bottle, according to Drizzly right there. Find everything we do at eatdrinksmokeshow.com. 
follow on Twitter. Go eat, drink, smoke. I'm Tony Katz. That's Fingers Malloy. Catch you next time. Did you know Audible isn't just for audiobooks? They have podcasts, too. And you guessed it, Eat, Drink, Smoke is now on Audible. Listen to us there. Eat, drink, smoke.